Hello, thank you for listening to week two of Coffee Break with Jake. This is Jake Crockett, live on the air, actually. Um, yep, we are live. And <laughs> we have Emily Bronte back on the show. It was a continuation from last week's Ask the Authors. Um, this is beginning the end. As the story moves on, we learn more and more about the story and the plot, and it really just begins the the end of the book so um it's exciting um i'm glad to be here emily thank you for joining us again it's always great to to listen to you talk about your great work um your weathering heights this is just a great book and thanks for joining us on the show thanks it's great to be back you think so (laughs) i come here every day and i usually don't think that when i come back but anyway let's move on to chapter five let's pick up right where we left off um Lockwood was interested in the strange events that were happening in Weathering Heights, so he asked his housemaid, Nellie Brown, to tell a story, and we'll pick up from there the story. All right, well, where we left off, Earnshaw is getting very old and actually ends up dying, and which makes Hinley automatically the master of Weathering Heights. Hinley and his wife, Frances, return, and immediately Hinley takes revenge on Heathcliff. He says that he's no longer allowed to receive education, but must labor in the fields. Catherine and Heathcliff, having fallen in love with each other, continually would sneak off to the moors so they could be together. And one day when they're out, Hinley orders that the doors would be bolted shut so they couldn't come back in. But Nellie ends up waiting up for them. And when Heathcliff gets back, he says that they had gone to spy on the Lintons, who were people that lived nearby, and their guard dog had attacked Elizabeth and bit her ankle, which stopped her from being able to come home for the night. She ended up having to stay longer than a night, and she had to heal up there, which is where she met Edgar, who she ended up finding herself attracted to, but only because of his money and status. I just don't see how she can love them both. Of course, this is fictional writing, but Catherine's immaturity really makes me, well... Angry. Mr. Crockett, this is nothing to get worked up about. You see, Catherine believes that she'll help Heathcliff because when she marries Edgar, she'll be able to give him some of Edgar's money. If you weren't given such a short time for this segment, I'd argue that point passionately. Let's finish up the summary. Yeah, we can save that argument for a commercial break, but... Moving on. Right. So to make a long story shorter, Catherine does end up marrying Edgar, and Heathcliff runs away. This upsets Catherine so much, though, that she actually ends up going insane. I can see how Catherine would be upset. Three all of her life simply disappeared, but she chose it for herself, didn't she? Anyway, I think that when Heathcliff returned, despite the fact that he was married already, he was probably pretty jealous. Yes, Mr. Crockett, there's actually a little bit of jealousy in almost every character in the book. Wait, but if I remember correctly, I read in your book that after Edgar and Catherine get married, Heathcliff married Isabella. Now, I can understand Heathcliff being jealous, but why would everyone else be? Well, actually, Edgar has easily picked up on the feelings that Catherine and Heathcliff still have for each other, and he's jealous because he really does love Catherine, despite the fact that she only loves him back for his money and status. So since you say Catherine truly loves Heathcliff still, does that mean she's jealous too? Absolutely. Now that Heathcliff's moved on to Isabella, she realizes that there's now another girl in the life of the man that she loves. I still don't think she can love Heathcliff, too. (laughs) Alright, well, that's fine for you to think. That's one of the great things about books. You can interpret them however you want. Alright, well, let's go to the place all this started. Tell me about where the jealousy all began. Well, it actually started pretty far back in the book in the very beginning when Earnshaw uh, adopted Heathcliff into his family, who was an orphan. 
and he ended up loving Heathcliff and treating him a lot better than his own son, Henley, which obviously made Henley very jealous of Heathcliff. And when Earnshaw ended up dying, he left Wuthering Heights to Henley, who obviously wanted to now get revenge on Heathcliff. He forbade Heathcliff from seeing Catherine and being with her, which meant they always had to sneak off to the moors where they would hang out. And that led to them spying on the Lintons, which then led to Catherine getting bit and having to stay overnight there for a while, which then is where she met Edgar and ended up falling in love with him. Alright, well, now at least we know where all the jealousy started. Hopefully that cleared the story up a little bit for the listeners. But that's all the time we have to chat with Emily today, because we have another interview with Mr. Heathcliff himself, coming up in just a few seconds. Thanks again for being on the show, Emily. No problem. Thanks for having me back this week. Alright, now to our next interview. Mr. Heathcliff, it's an honor to have you on the show. No problem. You know I love to do this kind of thing. You and me both. Huh? Um, anyway, so Mr. Heathcliff, tell me about this jealousy. Well, you know, there's more than one type of jealousy. There's... Never mind, there's only one type of jealousy. And you know it's cool as the devil himself. Ta! Under the influence, I even taught a young lad to say words that a sailor shouldn't even know. Um, wow. Anyway, that's about all the time we have for today. Thank you, Mr. Heathcliff, for joining us on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, I assure you the pleasure is all mine. This is Jake Crockett on Coffee Break with Jake, signing off. Until next time, everybody. (laughs) Coffee Break with Jake. I hope he has tea.